Blog Talk Radio. Back at it again, baby. It's another edition of NFL Draft Bible Radio. I am your host, counting you down to the 2016 NFL Draft here on this Tuesday, May the 26th, 2015. We are just 339 days away from the 2016 NFL Draft to be held in a place, location, and time to be determined. But well, we got you covered right here, right now with the breakdown, wide receiver edition. Appreciate all the support and follows throughout our previous shows. If you're just joining us now, we have the quarterback preview, running back preview, and today the 2016 wide receiver preview. Of course, we'll delve into the mid and late round prospects, small school gems, and we'll look into the future for some names to keep an eye out for all the prospects around the nation. Breaking it down right here for you, commercial-free for the next, oh, I don't know, 45 minutes or so. And to do it all now, we welcome in the NFL Draft Bible Senior Scout to the show, Joe Everett himself. How you been, Joseph? Outstanding, Rick. It's I came here ready to rock. Everyone complains about college football being too spread, too high-scoring. Well, not on this show, Graham. We're talking about all these spread-out wide receivers that are hiking up the game, increasing the points, and uh, going to be doing it at the next level. This is uh, a great group, so I'm pretty fired up. Yeah, and wide receivers have been the hot position in the last two drafts. We've seen a record number of wide receivers selected, and definitely after the draft class of 2014, and now the much-hyped class of 2015, or 2016, I should say, the draft hype continues as we roll on to 2016. And, of course, all of our shows brought to you by MyFantasyLeague.com. Check out MyFantasyLeague.com for all your fantasy football web hosting solutions. Of course, NFLDraftBible.com for all your NFL draft coverage. And, of course, our new website rolling out really, really soon as we join forces with NUC Sports. So we'll have the whole recruiting and scouting evaluation process from high school to the pros covered for you on NUCSports.com. Now, Joseph, wide receivers, not as clear-cut as some of the previous positional preview shows that we have done. Quarterback, of course, we had, you know, uh, top three guys. Same thing with the running back now here. With wideouts, when you talk about draft eligible and you factor in the juniors into the whole 2016 NFL draft forecast, underclassmen heavy. So let's start off with the tier one guys. I have about three surefire first-round picks with about another three to five guys knocking on the first-round door, keeping a draft eligible here right now, senior, juniors, and redshirt sophomores. What do your top-tier wideouts look like right now? And you can rank them if you want. Well, uh, I know one of yours is it's Tyler Boyd. Mine's number one right now is Tyler Boyd, uh, the Pittsburgh kid. Um, it, I'm closely behind him as the Treadwell kid. And, and I think that's only just because the the injury, the unknown, uh, fractured fibula, dislocated ankle. But, uh, I mean, were it not for that, he may be number one. 
Uh, just close up after that, I'm a Richard Hollywood Higgins man uh, from Colorado State. I think that's, uh, but that's also a projection. So we'll see where that is. But yeah, that'd be my top tier. And I think just outside of it is the Auburn kid, Duke Williams. Um, Juco kid, kind of, I don't know, he has to prove it a little bit. Uh, Last year just ended on a sour note for him and uh, definitely glad he came back. But I think he's also on that cusp brick of uh, first round. So I'd throw those four names out there first. Yeah, and there's, you know, there's always guys that creep up into the conversation as well. I see a kid out in Notre Dame and the Fighting Irish, that's, talk about a wide receiver class uh, on the uprise, the, the Fighting Irish in Notre Dame, Joe, have a lot of prospects at the wide out position on the come up. And Corey Robinson is a guy that comes to mind, in, in my opinion. May have lost. Rick there. Uh, yeah, Corey Robinson out of Notre Dame, obviously the uh, bloodline son of the Admiral there. But, you know, that kid since day one has been a factor in all of the Irish games. He's just got that yeah. huge catch in radius. So, yeah, I, for, I, uh, I definitely skipped his name. Yeah, thanks for picking me up when we put him down, Joe. A little uh, technical issue right there. But, yeah, Corey Robinson, I wanted to just elaborate on him, a guy that I think leads the charge at Notre Dame. You mentioned Tyler Boyd looking like a solid first-round guy. And then the LSU, I mean, you can never discredit the LSU wideouts and Travis Durrell, the next in line there. And uh, we'll talk about some of the underclassmen later on in the show. And uh, I'll tell you, one guy getting a little bit of run in here in the preseason as the preseason hype uh, starts to heat up and we, we get closer to the uh, college football season. Michael Thomas out of Ohio State. You know, Devin Smith obviously declaring early this past draft uh, leaves a wide-open role for Michael Thomas to step into as that Buckeyes big playmaker we already know. They're going to have a big-time quarterback flinging the ball back there, who we just don't know yet. But Michael Thomas, a guy, you talk about guys that skyrocket into the first-round conversation. I think the junior out of Ohio State probably leads the charge from the Buckeyes' point of view. So we're talking wide receivers. Joe Evett, Rick Saratella in the house here, NFL Draft Bible Radio. Be sure to click subscribe as we break down all the positional previews here during that football off season, and uh, we'll get the hot stove heated up with all the NFL conversation that took place with the free agency and draft. So best way to do it is click subscribe, follow us on Twitter at NFL Draft Bible for all the latest podcasts, and we're going to delve into those tier two guys. We talked about Duke Williams out of Auburn knocking on the first round door. Farrell Cooper from South Carolina, another guy uh, in that SEC, Joe, maybe knocking on that first-round door. And another SEC kid, Deronia Wilson, uh, could step up and have a big year as a Mississippi State Bulldog guy. But I like a kid from Clemson, Mike Williams, another Mike Williams wide receiver. Uh, size and combo, 6'4", 4'4", range, has good size. Uh, and I, I think these are the guys that are kind of in that tier two, round two, round three conversation. And not too many senior guys after the kid out of Auburn. Uh, you know, I don't know where these senior wideouts fit for you, Joe, but it looks like a very underclassman, junior-dominated uh, draft class. 
It really is. Uh, outside of Duke, I mean, you're looking at the, the Dachshund kid uh, from Wyoming that's now at TCU. He's just got a real long frame. And what they've been doing with receivers at TCU, I mean, they're just extremely productive. Uh, the big kid out of Stanford, Devin Kajus, but I don't think they even get to the, the – maybe day two. It depends, you know, if things go right kind of thing. But, yeah, it's – very underclassman dominated, especially with the guys you brought up. The Wilson kid out of Mississippi State fascinates me because he's just so raw. He's a big basketball kid. Bear Wilson, Deronia Wilson, whatever they call him down there, he's a touchdown-making machine and uh, real dominant on third down, just kind of that possession guy. You know, you could just see how well he'd, he'd translate to the next level. So, yeah, he and then... The Thomas kid you brought up, uh, also, I, I believe he's the nephew of Keyshawn Johnson, too. So a little oh, NFL bloodlines okay. with him. Um, yeah. uh, another kid, the, the North, Marquez North from Tennessee. I mean, obviously, yes. we're not you know, saying any new information. The SEC is loaded with wide receivers. But, yeah, this North kid, uh, were it not for a torn labrum, I think, he'd be a little higher on a lot of people's boards. So that's another guy. If he has a big 2014, he's going to be the, just firmly entrenched in, in day two. Uh, another underclass, the Caleb Jones kid in Arizona, he's making a lot of hay. And then, I mean, I've yeah got even more sleepers that could just be in that conversation before a lot of upperclassmen. I'm, I know that seniors are probably gritting their teeth listening to this, but hey, man, uh, time to go make some hay. 2014's a big year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's for sure. And, uh, you know, you mentioned the TCU wideouts and Dotson, of course, coming over from Wyoming, but it looks like TCU has been willing to take on a couple guys from, from other schools, some transfers and such. And they got another kid, not highly rated, but another transfer from Florida, uh, about six foot four, 208 pounds coming out this year, Juwan Story. So another guy to keep another story to keep a situation on an eye on coming out of TCU, and we're trying to hit you with some of the wide receiver prospects for the 2016 NFL draft. A lot of underclassmen, but let's get some seniors some shine, Joe. I mean, uh, I know one kid we haven't even mentioned yet here in my backyard in Jersey is Leontae Carew, and you know uh, a lot of people were shocked he didn't come out this past draft. Uh, the NFL advisory board giving them a draft grade of uh, or a recommendation of staying in school and coming back next year. But I think he might have missed an opportunity to capitalize on his draft stock. you got to sometimes ride the red hot, and we'll see how his draft stock unfolds. But a ver- vertical deep threat, uh, he'll have a new quarterback, whether or not Chase Reddick or or uh, Laviano wins the quarterback job. A little uncertainty there at Rutgers with the quarterback position, so we'll see if he keeps that big play average up. But someone who's certainly a respected threat when you talk about stretching the field and being able to make big plays. Quinshot Davis from UNC, here's a kid. I mean, he busted out, I think, sophomore season, really got onto my radar as, a, as a, a guy that could just really dominate and take over games. And I think that scouts will want to see a little bit more consistency in his game this year, uh, his senior season. But, you know, at times he just looks like a first-round talent and uh, a guy that I think is definitely going to go early in the 2016 NFL draft. 
uh, trying to give you some senior prospects. Sterling Shepard out of Oklahoma and Jordan Payton from UCLA, two other guys I think that should be taken in the early to mid-round. And I know Sterling Shepard's a guy that was highly recruited, big five-star recruit coming out of high school. So, uh, And Malcolm Mitchell, I know he struggled with some injuries in the past, but uh, talk about the kick return ability, another senior prospect here that could get drafted in the 2016 NFL draft. And uh, one other guy throughout there, positional change, Byron Marshall, from Oregon, uh, you know, we talked about that Ducks backfield Joe last episode just loaded up. Uh, Byron Marshall moving over to the wideout position, maybe play a little slot there. And uh, another positional change, D.J. Foster, Arizona State. And this one I'm really interested to see how this one affects his draft stock because I felt like Funchess, at the end of the day, Devin Funches went pretty high, Joe, but I thought if he stayed at tight end, he might have been a first-round pick. And, uh, you know, D.J. Foster, I, I think the position change is going to hurt his draft stock playing a year at wide receiver in the slot primarily. Uh, I just wonder how he's going to be perceived now at the next level, maybe a mid-round uh, running back prospect. At wide receiver, 5'10 and a half, 190 pounds. I don't know. Maybe he goes late rounds. Uh, but, you know, touch base on DJ Foster and any other guys that I'm uh, mentioned or failed to mention. Well, yeah, I think uh, I agree on Foster because he's kind of stuck with the Amir Carlisles of the world to where it's like, well, he's not a back. Where do we take this guy? And, yeah, I think that's kind of destined for day three upside. So, once again, though, was he going to be drafted, came back for a reason. He's not exactly that every down back. Um, I think the best name he brought up was Carew for sure. Just a mixed bag last year. And I guess the reasoning for him is he's getting the same coaching staff again. There's no learning. He will be a leader. But, yeah, it's um, I almost question not coming out as well. Uh, there's another senior, I think, uh, Mikhail McKay at Cincy, uh, Formerly yeah. of Arkansas, but he's one of those senior names to watch just because, I mean, that even with coaching change over, uh, he's got that big frame. He stuck with it. He's got the attack point. I mean, um, about 6'6", six, six, high-octane offense, so he's obviously playing with a good quarterback. Somebody's we talked about. Yeah. Somebody's yeah. got to step up. They're going to kill top uh, target over there. Well, he's averaging 20-plus yards a catch. You'd like to think it would be more consistent, but that's another guy probably senior season coming back was the best. But if he could get into that double-digit touchdown, he's he's going to be in that, that, that last conversation. But when it's, I just don't see any of those seniors sort of making that big leap up in. Um, obviously, you know, I'll be proven wrong with a Kevin White. That that's that's almost destined to happen. <laughs> Somebody's going to come out of the yeah. woodwork, but uh, I, I sure don't see it right now. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm just looking at some of the other guys. We're trying to cover all the wide receivers. We'll talk about the future future draft class on the come up. But right now, we're talking draft eligible wideouts with Joe Everett, Rick Saratella here on your Blog Talk Radio commercial free, brought to you by MyFantasyLeague.com. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. You can catch Joe at Joe W. Everett. You can catch myself at Rick Saratello. Of course, at NFL Draft Bible, uh, if you want to ever get in any questions. And, you know, we do have a call-in number. We'll start promoting that a little bit more and trying to do a better uh, job of that. 
although most of our listeners come on the downloads, uh, if anybody wants to get in on the live call conversation, then, you know, today's show is about wide receivers, but if you just have a question about the draft, any draft question at all, you can always call in. The uh, call-in number here is 347-945-6275. Once again, 347-945-6275. So if you want to have your voice heard, uh, you can definitely have an opportunity to do that. And uh, we always appreciate fan feedback for sure. All right, Joe, uh, top wideouts, talking about draftable grades, Draft eligible wideouts, draftable grades, guys we haven't mentioned yet. I'll throw out a couple guys here, see what you think. And I don't think we've talked about, uh, in terms of draft eligible wideouts, the Marcus Robinson in Florida, big playmaking wide receiver for the Gators. Uh, also, Stacey Coley, keeping in the state of Florida at Miami University. Uh, University. Both of these programs may be going to take a bigger leap in 2016 than they are in 2015, and both of these kids are juniors. So it'll be interesting to see if they declare early for the draft because they might be able to capitalize more as a senior. But, hey, a big year, any of these guys can go, including Will Fuller from Notre Dame and your boy Corey Davis from Western Michigan, who I know you're very high on. Oh, yeah. Uh, that kid, uh, his brother Titus, obviously in this draft class, you guys know him, but uh, I think the younger brother is way more talented. Uh, shot at being a day two pick right now. Uh, who knows what happens? P.J. Fleck and this turnaround at Western Michigan, Corey Davis has been a big part of that. Star potential is written all over him, and uh, just we'll see. I mean, watch the Idaho Famous Potato Bowl. Uh, I, I was pretty taken with him, but all season long. Uh, he's just got that home run hitting ability, so I like him. But I think bringing up Demarcus Robbins is perfect. That's a guy just looking at the coaching change over there. Look what Jim McElwain did for Richard Higgins yeah. at Colorado State. And, yeah. it, you know, he's not going to have trouble recruiting at Florida. He's already brought, I believe, Randy Shannon in over there with the ties in in the state. McIlwain's going to do great things. And, yeah, Demarcus Robinson's going to be the benefactor there. So uh, two names I definitely wanted to get to the table. But as far as sleepers, there's one guy I've just – got to throw it out there. Watched an uh, Iowa State game. Uh, this big kid, DeVario Montgomery, he's from South Florida, but uh, huh. reminds me so much of Brandon Marshall. I've just – I'm telling you, I've got a feeling after just at what he can do after the catch, that competitive streak. He's real nasty with the ball in his hands, uh, 6'5", 236. He racked up 40 balls uh, in the last seven games for the Cyclones, I pain, you know, uh, not leaving any stone unturned, Rick, DeVario Montgomery. Uh, just, I've only seen two games granted, but, boy, he is just a picture of what you want in wide receiver. There's that carbon cutout of, yep, that's that's the guy I want on the outside, blocking up in front and uh, making plays after the catch. When Joe Everett tells you he's got a feeling, Pay attention, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Never leave the stone uncovered. Get the pen and papers ready because we're just banging you and bopping you over the head like home of the clown. That's how we play. Uh, nonstop draft information. And we're going to take a brief moment to give a shout-out to the people at Fire Rock. And uh, they hail from Portland, Oregon, the Kona Brewing Company from Hawaii. And uh, we definitely want to give a shout-out to our – Fire Rock 
Tell L people for uh, making this show a better experience. So, Joe, um, let's see here. I'm taking a look at the draft class now on our big board. And the one good thing about the NFL Draft Bible big board, it's unique in a way where we just rank the best draft-eligible prospects regardless of what year they're in. And we're going to talk about the future guys. Uh, but first, how about, a, how about digging into the small schools and that's something we take great pride here at the NFL Draft Bible, giving some of these small school players some shine and, and putting that spotlight on some of these guys not being talked about but are certainly on the NFL radar because just like Joe Everett, the NFL never leaves a stone uncovered. And if you have talent, they will find you, Joe. So who are some of the small school guys on your draft radar? Well, a couple that I've had my eye on, uh, a guy that should have been in the 2015 class is coming back on a medical hardship at Louisiana Lafayette, Jamal Robinson, uh, another just hulk of a receiver. Uh, was a big part of that program with uh, Broadway throwing it off to him. And once he left, they got very one-dimensional, the Raging Cajuns offense. So I'm hoping he can come back with a strong 2015 because, or sorry, 2016, it's just where he's at with that injury, um, I think missed the last six or seven games. So uh, obviously a lot of time out, but big time part of that team, a huge leader. So if he has a strong year, he'll be right back on that draft landscape. Pretty confident in Jamal Robinson. And then, uh, um, you know, it wouldn't be a show without my Max in love. I got a couple of Max stars, uh, a future and a present. So Alonzo Russell at Toledo, he's uh, about 6'3", 5'8", uh, good 200 pounds, strong blocker, um, very very talented, creative after the catch, pretty shifty for, for a big kid. But, boy, he's got some lapses in concentration. He just needs to, to start – getting into a groove, hitting that jugs machine because all the physical gifts are there with Alonzo Russell. It's just a matter of developing that hands catcher. I think he's really got some nice footwork for his size. Once again, it's just uh, got to hone it in. So, yeah, as far as a sleeper out there, my, my Mac receivers that I love, Alonzo Russell, just um, if he could have a solid year, a solid senior season, it's it's all there for him. Yeah, definitely uh, a draftable grade on him. And, you know, the guy I'm going to pound the table here this year for, I always like to do the homework in my backyard, and I take a ride up I-95 to UMass. And uh, Taj Sharp, you know, this kid is a player. He's legit. I've, I've, I watched him uh, quite extensively, and I'm willing to pound the table for this kid. Senior, talk about the 2016 draft class, but Taj Sharp uh, from Jersey, actually, born in Newark, six foot two, 200 pounds, four four range, and uh, you want to see a playmaking wideout definitely can stretch the field. Reminds me a lot of Sidney Rice. That's the guy that keeps coming to mind when I watch him play. So uh, I think this kid here could be a second or third round pick, and I think he's a guy that you're not really hearing too much about right now. But uh, come April, May next year, you're definitely going to hear that name out of UMass Amherst. Also, J.D. McKissick from Arkansas State, maybe not so much as a wide receiver, but you talk about the kick return ability. J.D. McKissick from Arkansas State is a guy I'm keeping an eye on. 
Uh, I know another guy you'll appreciate, Joe, from your neck of the woods, Jamie Wilson, the transfer from Western Michigan, now playing at Bethune Cookman, uh, making the transfer there as another senior prospect. And, uh, you know, another guy I was watching as a kick return extraordinaire, and uh, that was uh, Jamie Wilson. I'm sorry. (laughs) Just trying to think and scroll at the same time. But Jamie Wilson, I think, had something, six, seven returns last season, something crazy. But uh, talk about kick return extraordinaire. Jamie Wilson, Bessie Cookman, Western Michigan transfer. These are some small school guys to keep an eye on. And uh, we tweeted out yesterday on the, on the NFL Draft Bible Twitter handle, the kid from uh, Southern Illinois always likes to show the Saluki some love. Sean Mitchell making a backhanded, one-handed uh, backflip catch. Uh, his athleticism definitely caught my attention, and he was nice enough to send his highlights. So we'll take a look at his game film, and you can definitely do that at any time here. At the NFL Draft Bible, we learn about dozens of new players every day. Uh, so you can email me, RIC at NFLDraftBible.com. I know a lot of you hit me up on Facebook and Twitter, and that's all good, too. But RIC at NFLDraftBible.com is the most direct and fastest way to get a response. And I'm always anxious and excited to learn about new players. So please keep the film and highlights coming our way now. Time to take a look into the future, Joe. And I want to know what your Doppler 3000 radar forecast looks like as we shift gears from 2016 into the future of 2018 and beyond because uh, 2017 is also eligible for 2016. So let's talk about some of these sophomores. Maybe there's a couple freshmen lurking around on the big board, but uh, when you take a look at the big board future wide position rankings, uh, who's some of the guys popping out at you on the NFL radar? Well, the the, the chalk names, they're the Ricky Seals-Jones from Texas A&M, that, that just tall drink of water up there, and then Malachi Dupree, LSU. So, I mean, the, those are a lot of the names – that are, are going to be talked about, but there's two that are sticking out to me, Rick, uh, Juju Smith, that USC mm-hmm. wide receiver. I mean, and what I, I've probably been, you know, a broken record on these Trojan wide receivers, but look at the production. Robert Woods was extremely pro ready coming out. Marquise Lee, eh, so, so, but I mean, obviously uh, Nelson Aguilar, first round pick, like what yeah. are they doing? They're doing it right. I have big hopes for Juju Smith. I'm sure a lot of people do a kick return oh, yeah. ability. He's just super-duper athlete. Um, and then before this show is over, I'm talking about my man, Roger Lewis at Bowling Green. Uh, this kid just reminds me so much of Deshaun Jackson. He is lightning quick. He's electricity wrapped up in a bottle. Uh, Ohio State commit, I believe. How he ended up at Bowling Green's anyone's guess, but he is what wide receiver plans all about. The cleanest release I've seen in a long time, uh, especially watching, you know, some lesser football sometimes. <laughs> Mac, this kid, he should be playing in the SEC. I mean, six foot even. He's not a big guy, but just, uh, yeah, a third gear, maybe a fourth gear. 
he's got it all. Uh, he just cannot be taken out of games, and he's one of those kids, again, a defensive coordinator, just it's all about stopping Roger Lewis and then let the rest of the team kill you potentially because he is just so dangerous. I'd say those two intrigue me the most just because of the upside, uh, the speed, and just how they change the games therein. So I'd go Juju Smith and Roger Lewis before uh, Dupree and Seals Jones, even though looking at them, the, once again, these guys, boy, they're just chiseled off a slab of marble, that old Dupree is. He's, he's looking pretty tight. Yeah, you got me excited to uh, go look him up and, and watch some film and dig on him for sure. And uh, you know what? I just want to give our broadcast listening audience, our live audience here, a quick reminder. I, I see this stupid uh, on-air like blinking in my face from the blog talk radio people and you know we have about a minute or so left of our live broadcast and then blog talk radio will cut us off i just want you to know if you're listening right now live and we get cut off on the archives our extended version will be recorded so you can go back and listen as soon as this show is over about 10 15 minutes after the show airs the archive becomes available and you can listen to the remainder portion of the podcast and uh, you know this is a technical difficulty we're working out with the block talk radio team and you know if you're someone out there a tech guy uh, uh up and coming uh podcast radio broadcast guru i mean we got big plans on the horizon so we want to talk to you contact us rc at nfldraftbible.com so 20 seconds from now, we'll say goodbye to the live audience. You guys can hop back on the archive because I'm about to hit you with my future watch and what my forecast is. And, Joe, I wanted to uh, throw a couple names out there and, and, and expose our audience to some guys they should be aware of in future drafts. And we know Amari Cooper was that name out of Alabama this past season. But, you know, I can't help but to get excited about Robert Foster especially watching the spring game and seeing the step up. He just more polished route running. It looks like there's more burst and speed explosion to his game. I really think Robert Foster is a guy who's going to average big plays and really just become a legitimate bonafide NFL prospect, in my opinion. Of course, Baylor has a couple guys. Corey Coleman, the junior and KD Cannon, the sophomore, uh, two guys that run sub 4-4 range, and, and Baylor and their new quarterback are going to be winging it and swinging it all over the football field. So always keep an eye on these Baylor wideouts. Definitely names to keep an eye on. And Travis Rudolph at Florida State, <clears throat> looks like he's going to step up and be a big play threat for the Seminoles. Uh, you talk about Oklahoma State has had a history of producing NFL-caliber wideouts, and James Washington looks to be the next in line there. Uh, sticking to the spring football team, a guy out of Auburn that really caught my attention, Speedy Noel, appropriately named. Uh, the guy is just a rascally rabbit trying to catch an open space. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he can bring to the table. And, of course, we've got to get that small school shine in and, Jake Weineke from South Dakota State, just a, a, a receiving monster. Uh, talk about size, a big 
red zone target there at South Dakota State, and, and they're going to have a phenomenal season this year, and a big part of that is because of Jake Wynikate. So there's a couple names to marinate on and uh, take note of as we count you down to the 2016 NFL Draft. Of course, one last name. You always got to keep an eye on those Clemson speed burners. And Artavis Scott, another guy that caught my attention on the rise. So uh, talk about a freshman guy. I'll throw out one freshman, Joe, Greg Campbell. Florida State, you know, they just reload every year. And uh, they got to talk about impact freshmen in George Campbell, six. Three two hundred pound freshmen look for him uh, to play immediately and make an instant impact. So there are my guys from the Future Watch uh, broadcast podcast, and of course we'll be breaking it down here as we enter the dog days of summer. And as you continue to get that itch for football, it's getting closer. And the NFL draft is getting closer, just 339 days away. So can't wait for that. We'll see where the destination resides for 2016. And uh, parting shots, Joe, little wrap-up here. Any guys we did not mention? Anyone you want to talk about? Anything you want to shout out? Let's uh, tie up the loose ends, my man, and – Next week, we'll take a look at the tight ends, and we'll sneak in some fullbacks there because, you know, fullbacks are people too. So if you like what you heard, click subscribe, and uh, you'll get notified of when all our new broadcasts are. But uh, I'm going to turn it over to our senior scout and Joe Everett for some final parting shots on our wide receiver broadcast. Oh, well, I'd just say keep a tab on all those Penn State kids right now, uh, the, the super sophomores, uh, Chris Godwin, uh, the Deshaun Hamilton, I think is a redshirt soft, yeah. so he, he could, you know, stranger things have happened if him, he came out, but um, uh, that, that Godwin really came on strong at the end, and everyone's expecting Hackenberg to have this big year. These kids are going to be a, a huge part of it. Uh, if I had a sleeper from that future class to just keep tabs on, Malik Turner, uh, Illinois wide receiver, 6'2", and some spare change, really sticky hands. I mean, just has it in him, uh, comes down with the ball all the time. I think that guy's got a ton of upside, and also Illinois' offense. I think they're they're on the come, so that's a team to keep tabs on, and Malik Turner could be a big part of their turnaround. Yeah, I mean, and that's why I love doing this show even more so. I love going back and listening to the show after we recorded, Joe, because then I can really absorb everything that you're saying, and, you know, I concentrate on keeping the flow of the show going and keeping our listening audience happy. So I really, I know what I know. I like to go back and digest and hear some of the things that you know. So hopefully from the uh, broadcast listener audience, they appreciate what we both say and we shed some light on the whole situation. And uh, Deshaun Hamilton, I thought we mentioned him, but whew, heck of a talent. And uh, this year for Hackenberg at Penn State, we're all looking for him to step up. Of course, we talked about him on our quarterback preview show, in the books, running back preview show, in the books, wide receiver preview show, in the books, and of course, coming up soon, the new NFLDraftBible.com, joining forces with NUC Sports, 
Be sure to check out NUCSports.com, our new partnership, and we got you covered from the high school ranks to the pros, covering the entire evaluation process. Shout out to Joe Everett, never leaving a stone uncovered. I was your host, Rick Severatella. This is how we get down. Please click subscribe, support us with people, for the people, always for the people, be the people, the people's champ. We appreciate your support. Till the next time, everybody.